podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans and uh, this is a special Halloween Stop Hammer Time and discussing uh, the ghostly and terrifying events of the last week with me are two of my favourite bloggers. First of all, it's uh, the only man living in the world today that does a blog combining the twin subjects of West Ham United and Wagner. It is Don Hammer. Good evening. Don, how are you? Very good, thank you. Have you blogged lately? No. No? No, I haven't... Was, no. No, Don is taking a bit of a rest. Don taking a bit of a rest? Yeah, both uh, from Wagner and from... From, from both... Yeah. From both this football. is a view from the armchair. Right, something. right. Yeah. Did you go to either of the games this week? Well, I did check in mm-hmm. for the score against right. Palace. And it was, I, you know, I'm relieved we got our first win of the season, away win of the season. You know, yes. I checked in and... Yeah. 85 minutes, looked good. Right. Went back to the couch. Yes. Got got some food. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it was pretty good. Yeah. Where I'm sat. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Strap yourself in. There's some, there's a bad, there's an Edgar Allan Poe style Halloween story coming your way as we discuss the events that happened. Can't be. It was the second half of that football match. Also joining us this week, uh, um, my other favourite blogger. It is, of course, author of the H list. It's James Cairns. Hello, Phil. Hello, James. You went to the Spurs game. I did. It was yours. Yes. Can we talk more about this? We will. uh, We will. We will talk about that. (laughs) These days are possibly not the best days to describe your job description as film producer. For various reasons, this is a role. Tainted with infamy and another word like infamy, which I can't think of at the moment. This, however, is probably my favourite film producer and television producer. Uh, he is family man, decent, upstanding, good egg. It's Trevor Drain. Good evening, Phil. Thank you. For Hello, lovely. Trevor. All right. I'm, I'm wonderful. Keeping Thank out of trouble. I'm, I Keep, am keeping out of out trouble. trouble. Yeah, 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 I am keeping. Spacey's got into trouble. Everyone's in trouble now. Yeah, Basically, absolutely. everyone in the motion arts is in trouble. They except are. you. Your reputation remains virginally clean and uh, another word for clean, which I can't think of. Um, yeah, I, I imagine it's because when you start at the bottom, there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> right, right. Yes, that's true. That's true. So we will be discussing uh, the three of us. Now, at, th- at this point last week, uh, Billich had two games to save his job. Now, I'm not sure what the games versus job coefficient is at now. <laughs> I think it's possible. I'm no, I'm no mathematician. Uh, I think he might... I think he might have saved three quarters of his job. I don't know. Do you, or does he get another game to save? What's where? Where are we on James, games and jobs now? I, yeah, I, maybe two, two more. Two more, it, irrespective of the result, that won't matter because you'll get two more after that. Two more, and, so it's until a, all the way through the summer. Of twos, yeah. like yes. a higher purchase. He's yeah. basically. He's on a zero-hours contract, effectively, yeah, yeah. based on playing games. Before. Noah's Ark approach to saving your job, is yes, it? Two, two, two by two. Two yeah. by two games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you then, to describe it. Yeah. Then the elephants come on and yeah. the whole ship sinks. Yes, two Andy yeah. Carrolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think he might have saved, I think he saved three quarters of his job. 
uh, which could conceivably mean he has, only has to work Monday to Thursday morning, and he doesn't have to do the weekend. Are we sure he's even doing that at the moment? Oh, not, yes, those are the standard hours. Who knows? Who knows exactly how much work is going on and how much of a job has been saved? Um, but uh, yes, it's clearly. It, it, I think we all. I think we all, in a sense, knew that this two, day, two games to save his job would ultimately be inconclusive, and that's exactly what happened. We, in fact, got four points out of six games had one of those games been governed by the point system that we, <laughs> yes. we, yeah. we would have liked. We won a game of football, but it's one in which points and premiership survival don't come into it. Uh, and it was the wrong one, in a sense, to get three points from, but uh, it was still good that we did. Uh, I think isn't there a problem with Spurs games that in the eyes of West Ham fans they skew perception of managers because I, I don't know if it's true but is, the, the rumour is that he saved his job last year by winning that game against right. Spurs at the end of the season right which if you think I mean that's a ludicrous way to make a decision because yes. you, you get three points or one again, no matter who you're playing well in our disastrous season of course uh, a couple of years ago uh, a DVD was pressed <laughs> printed and distributed to uh, every adult in Britain as a, as a result of beating Spurs <laughs> as it should be <laughs> yes. Well, obviously, Trevor, you are in the marketing DVDs business, so you believe that most games of football should, be, at some point, any game that involves Spurs losing should be should be made produced in, on DVD and sent to everybody, to, made into their, a film for their enjoyment. Yeah. Who knew the power of just being liked was so effective? Yes, that's all. Why. This time, people have been saying, oh, "He's a nice guy. We like Slav. We know he's not up to the job, but he's such a nice guy. I don't know anyone that doesn't like him. No, that's right. And yeah. yet, here he is. No one can, you know, they can't bring themselves to uh, make that decision because no, he's a nice guy. In a sense, the more the more people feel he should be fired, the more people like him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, they say he's it's a another coefficient. Bloke. Yes, that's right. Yeah, maths is never my strong point. Likeability versus... Yeah. Sackability coefficient uh, yeah. is in itself a coefficient Over of the games to go, games to go, games to save job. Mm. Yes, yeah. we need to we need to get a mathematician in on we this. Do. Let's get Professor Brian Cox on the phone. Um, so, uh, shall we? I feel I, I think we should move forward to Tottenham Hotspur as, as it's a slightly more upbeat thing and begin with uh, Crystal Palace. Um, now, a lot of flack uh, went the way of uh, Mikel Antonio for his bizarre, gentle pass back to the chest of Scott Dan, who chested it to the goalkeeper, uh, from which a goal resulted. But uh, there, as me. I was... Hmm? You're kidding me. Oh, God, Yes. Uh, Don Hammer, this yeah. this is going to be an uncomfortable few minutes for you. So we're not mid table. Uh, no, no, <laughs> we, no, we're not. No, no, okay. we are. You, um, I need to pay attention. You really need to. Given that you go and watch Wagner operas, some of which last seven to eleven weeks. But I know the ending of those. Right. I just assumed. So do yeah. you tend to just watch half of those? And uh, so you've never actually seen a fat lady sing. That's that's the... no, but I have seen a. Wander over to the corner flag, put right. her horn-rimmed hat down. Yes, hold it there, not chip it over to the uh, to the goalie. Right, right, right. And she does the right thing. Well, tragically, that's why Mikhail Antonio mm. is not an opera singer. Mm. Uh, but uh, in in reality, the second half of that game was a strange clusterfuck, and we had <laughs> begun 
sort of doing a strange thing, which you alluded to, James, in the H-List blog. Uh, there, there was a time, because it happened right in front of us, where we got a free kick in a strong attacking position. Um, the board had not yet gone up, so... We, uh, who were in a position to look at our watches, which the players weren't, didn't know how much of actual time there was to go, let alone before the ball went up in real time. Um, and Lanzini and Antonio stood over the ball and they contrived to kind of run it into the corner with what was, in effect, with time oh. added on, 10 minutes <laughs> to go before the end of the football match. And... This was already beginning to happen, happen even before that. Attacks were sort of happening. Breakaways were happening very, very sparingly. We were penned into... We more or less had 11 players on the goal line for, I'd say, the last 20 minutes of that game. Um, breakaways would happen, but there was this bizarre sense of tentativeness to any breakaway that happened. And... Uh, this free kick was was uh, pretty representative of that in that it wasn't a breakaway, we just got a free kick. But we just didn't know what to do. We sort of thought, dare we? Dare we attack the other team with 10 minutes of real ground and attempt to score a goal? That would, why, that would see the game off. We should just protect the lead we've got rather than score another goal. It was mad. It was genuinely a malaise that took over the whole team from kind of halfway through the second half. When the end of the game sort of hove interview, because they'd got one game back, well, one goal back, uh, Palace had got one goal back, our, our minds were fried. It was the most extraordinary uh, thing I've seen. It was disastrous. I think we struggled to get our midfield into the game in the second half. Well, you could argue for most and of the, the game, the but, half, but yeah. particularly in the second half. And you know, we, we were saying just before, uh, you know, Lanzini, brilliant at, in the second half at Spurs, but disappeared in the second half at Palace. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it, it, any team would struggle without their midfield unless you're Wimbledon from 1989 and you smack it over the top of them. You know, so we, we struggled to get a grip on the game, to get a foot in the game. And I'm slightly different on Antonio because I think the problem with that wasn't that he tried to cross it. It was that he did it so appallingly, yeah, awfully, yeah. that he managed to pick out one player when he had three of his own he yes. could have passed to. Um, so I'm sort of less... You know, you know that to me is is not the reason that we didn't. But his, win the game. he was strangely in two minds. I think that's that's my only explanation for how that cross was such a bad cross. It was just a. It was as if he something else occurred to him as he was about to it kick it. Appeared to me, Phil, that he was waiting for the whistle. It, as he he, he he absolutely annihilated the fullback. Mm-hmm. He had acres to run into, cut inside on the line, run the line, and it looked to me like he thought he was going to hear the whistle. He yeah. slowed right down to almost a walk, and then he just dollied it up onto the centre-half's chest, and he chested it back. Yeah. And it, why he did that, it, only it he was knows, but it looked to me that that was what was going through his nut. That at some point in that run, he was going to hear the whistle go, and the game was over. Something else, something else that was very odd uh, in that game was that he looked exhausted from the time he stepped onto the pitch. He has a weird energy level thing, Antonio. There I think a, he's been doing that a lot recently. Yeah, I I, the, the, whether they brought him back a little bit too early yeah. or he's not match fit, but there was a couple no of home games ago. No, maybe that's Swansea. It. He yeah, dead on his feet. more or less didn't make yeah. it to the end of the game, yeah. and it was. I, I talked about this last week. It was very strange that Bilic didn't see that that was happening. You know that because yeah. you know we were we were watching that game from from we're now quite close to the pitch, mercifully, and we could just we could go. He's got to come off, and in fact, after the substitution was made, which might have been Masuaku coming on, and in fact, Masuaku and Sacco combined for the goal against Swansea, so it was a good substitution, but. 
he had to be moved up uh, up top because he couldn't run anymore, Antonio. Yeah. I, I thought Slavin brought him on on Saturday to take Zaha backwards. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he would. they'd try and work the ball into Mikhail. He, he'd run at the full-back and then Zaha would have to track back. And that worked perfectly when he came on because the, the, yeah. the, the, the bits I watched, Zaha got caught tracking him back and, and, and Zaha's a big strong boy but he's no match for Mikhail he's, no, the, no. the boy's an absolute monster but he, he, he's, he's, he's he's sort of gifts in that respect are really difficult when you're behind in fitness because those yeah. big muscles eat, eat, That's right. eat energy he's and a big unit when he um, first came into the side um, uh, a year or so ago you, you saw the same type of explosive five minutes and then, where's our right-sided midfield guy gone? Yeah. Oh, he's up there blowing out his ass because he yeah. can't get back. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think he hasn't had a pre-season. He was struggling no. with a hamstring. It's a different thing rehabilitating a hamstring than it yeah. is getting ready for, for, for a season. Uh, he's had a subsequent injury to that. Yeah. And, and injuries are debilitating. It doesn't matter whether you're a professional footballer, it's what you're supposed to do all day. It, it really doesn't matter. There's no way round rehabilitating from an injury. No. And it doesn't involve masses and masses and masses of cardiovascular work. It just yeah. doesn't. Yeah. So I, I think what, what you're seeing there is a, is a, is a three quarters fit Football, yeah, that's right. Where 5% difference <coughs> matters at that level. Yeah. yeah. But I think he's, he's inclined to play him because he's the only player with pace up yeah. front or, or yeah. pace and power and the ability to exactly carry the ball. That. And to me, I mean, you touched on it, he hasn't looked the same since he tore his hamstring against Swansea last year. No. And I'm not sure if he came back from I don't think he did come back from that, did he, But last season. But this year, he has looked a bit of a shadow. And mm. that, I, I completely agree, that game, um, it was well, the Swansea home game this time, he was just—he looked injured from about yes, fifteen minutes. He did, yeah, yeah. And you kept uh, waiting and, for him to go off. It and he was strange. sort of, kind of looked like it was all very difficult for him on on Saturday against mm. Palace. And uh, also, our other substitute wasn't very good either. Masuaku came; they both came on. They both hit the ground, not running at all. <laughs> it was Masuaku just struggled from the second. Well, we know his defensive frailties. Yeah, I think Bilic yeah. was a little unlucky with the subs. He probably wouldn't have chosen to take off Cresswell and uh, and Font. No, that's right. No. And one may argue, although Trevor, hear what you said about pushing Zaha back, but if Zabaleta wasn't on a booking, maybe he wouldn't have brought him off either. Oh, he, he wouldn't have done. And he no. would have certainly been looking to bring Obiang on. Yes, that's to right. To tighten things up, but that option I just was, just disappeared. From I was him. shocked that Fernandez came out for the second half. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he had an okay game against Spurs. But I've never seen a midfield player who can't pass the ball in the way that that. No, can't. no. You know, I, you know, I, he wouldn't be able to give James that glass of water from here today. No, uh, he wouldn't. That. He's a funny player. I, I sort of don't really like him all that much. I've got to say. I, I think Billy likes him. Definitely. See, I think he's. I, I think I've seen him have some good games. Me too. He. I've seen him have good games when uh, there was a game at uh, the Thunderdome when Noble went off and. Uh, Fernandez was brought on to replace him. And um, because he'd seen what he had to do by seeing what the previous guy did, he actually did that quite well. Similarly, at right wing back, he's seen what he's got to do and he does that. Yeah, he when run. he's left to his own devices, he's got, n- he doesn't seem to have, you know, I've said it again and again, he doesn't seem to have that kind of, you know, youthful enthusiasm that you at least want for like the first six months of someone you're giving a debut to in the first team in the Premier League. Like that kind of Joe, what's his name? If you've got to see a game out where you're 2-1 up with 20 minutes to go, you don't leave a kid on 
to Mark mm-hmm. Yaya Kabai. You don't. Yeah. You watch every time Kabai gets the ball. There's nobody anywhere near him no, except no. there's Fernandez looking where he should be. Yes. And Mark Noble looking where Fernandez should be and trying to cover across. He's got a weird... His positional sense is very odd. He's Fernandez. like a child. He doesn't have a fo- yes, he doesn't Follows have a footballing brain at all. No. He doesn't... Um, I've noticed every time he's played, he doesn't uh, try and close down a defender when no. they've got the ball. He never tries. And you go, that's what you have teenagers in your team to do, 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 is yeah. to run at the goalkeeper when there's a back pass. Run at, you know, run at Phil Jones when he gets the but ball. I wouldn't lump it all onto him. I did, I no, did, no. I've, I've no. said elsewhere and I've written that, that, that I felt that Lanzini and Fernandez stayed in the changing room at half-time because they, were, did, they yeah. were just invisible to the whole game apart from that but, but bit it, of nonsense but, that you said about but the, 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 I think the biggest loss to us was Font. When Font went off, yes. the mm. defence just didn't look like it was going to hold out. With him mm, on there, no. at least there was a bit of guile about what was yes. going on. And when he got the ball, he wasn't just smashing it 40 yards down the pitch for it to come straight back again, which Coyote re- resorted to doing in the end. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, I've got to say, you know, Mark as well, It's they're, 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 our midfield had no sort of pace and no kind of forward sort of momentum at all. Um, I'm now getting the two games probably slightly mixed up in my mind, which which is probably because, in a sense, with, with uh, Noble's performances, they were quite similar. He... he there, there was a pass he made that reached its man, which I think was Ayu, against Palace in the first half, that was notable because it was a forward pass that got to its man. Uh, everything was sideways and sometimes backwards. In plenty of space, he would pass it backwards to just keep possession. But, of course, that's all time for the other team to regroup. And, and you know, I think I sort of talked about this again last week. Marcus is, sort of, is a kind of an old-fashioned footballer and things like kind of back heels and diverting the ball with one touch to, you know, to do a one-two with someone else. It's sort of not really his game. And... and uh, again on the H list I think you talked about this James that uh, our one or two attacks in the Burnley game where we moved the ball with pace and people like Ayu and Obiang did a bit of one touch di- re-diversion of the ball you know uh, um, uh, were to do with moving the ball quickly and attacking sort of with pace and we just don't have that with our midfield at the moment and as you, as, as you say Lanzini's in the, in, in the centre of midfield yeah for me, is nowhere to play that boy. He's got to play further forward where he can do more damage. Yeah, like a kind of number 10. Exactly. Yeah. But I think the reason he plays him there is because, you're right, speed of movement of the ball is is key to any kind of counter-attack. But generally that begins with someone who can beat the press, right? Because these days yeah. teams push up and they, they, they pressure you all over the pitch. And he can do that in a way that Noble can't. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so he starts a lot of those counter-attacks for us, um, but very deep. And yeah, you're right, you know, Burnley where we looked good was when we beat the press and then we moved quickly. Yeah. And, and Palace. Yeah, and the, Palace. The, the first, first goal. The first yeah. goal was yeah. Lanzini starts yeah. to move off. He yeah. plays the ball. Absolutely, in, yeah. So Chikorito plays it back to Lanzini, first times it into Ayu. You know, that, just an absolutely blinding piece of yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. Really. I don't want Lanzini playing next to Mark Noble in front no. of the back four. I no. don't want that. No, no, he's no. got to be further forward. Um, but he is capable of keeping the ball. When we're under a lot of pressure, which we were for most of that second half, he's one of the only players we've got that under intense pressure won't lose the ball. Lanzini. He's got his close yes. control is brilliant. Yes, that's he right. won't panic and he will find his own man. Whereas I don't know, I don't, uh, Obiang, yes as well. 
But you take those two, but other than those two, mm, mm. we'll just we'll lose it. Mark's patent fall over foul that he gets whenever he gets under pressure is is what happens when he gets put under. Yes, you know when he gets caught on possession, it's always stick me ass out, get a nudge, I'll have the foul, thank you and good night. So the mm. fact Noble and Fernandez were playing ahead of um, Obiang, what is it? Just blind loyalty because we got a result mm. against Tottenham, so will I reward those same players although mm. they're inappropriate? We're just going to take a quick break now and we'll discuss that afterwards. But before that, I should mention, because it's time to mention this, that uh, this season's podcasts are in association with Ladbrooks. Uh, Sign up and deposit up to £50 and Ladbrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving you up to £50 worth of free bets. Uh, All of this can be found at bet.westhampodcast.com. And we'll be back after these messages. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Uh, as uh, as we went into the break, we were talking about uh, our West Ham's midfield, which is where a lot of the problem lies. In the second half of the game, um, Trevor, as you said, Font went off and that caused us problems. But also uh, our lack of giving the opposition anything to think about in an attacking sense throws a lot of pressure on the defence as well. And we were talking about Obiang and... Um, I, I feel that, that, that Slav um, has odd kind of fixed ideas about certain players. I think he doesn't. He thinks that Ogbonna is a worse defender than he is. He seems uh, Ogbonna seems in Slav's mind to be a little further down the pecking order than I think he should be, and that is the case in Spades. I think with Obiang, who he seems quite prepared to sort of not play. He came on for cameo against Spurs. You thought, oh, maybe he's resting him for Palace. Then he's not picked at all for Palace. And I found that strange. You um, can't think that either Noble or Fernandes is better than OBA. No. He can't do. No, that's right. He can't. It's weird. Certainly Fernandes going in and Obiang not playing. I mean, that seemed very strange to me. He does play, he does have the odd, bewilderingly bad game. It has to be said. He, the Manu game that kicked the whole season off, he was very poor in that. But then the whole team seemed unprepared to begin a premiership campaign, which again is a little worrying for Slav. But also, uh, I didn't go to Brighton, but I think Obiang had quite a bad game in that. Um, he, he did, albeit pretty hard to distinguish that performance from any of the other ones on yeah. the pitch, to be honest. Um, yeah, he, he, he's, but it seems to, you're right, he has players that he is prepared to drop. Ayu is one, Obiang is another, um, and others that seem, you know, he, he likes and they will play regularly. I do think he likes Fernandes. And again, I think it's a little bit like Antonio. I think he likes him because he's got athleticism mm. and he can get around. You know, he did win the ball back for Ayu's goal on yes. Saturday, and that was just a bit of mobility getting close to a Palace player. Um, but I agree that he doesn't offer an awful lot when he has the ball. And no. you do want your midfielders to be able to pass. He lacks a footballing brain, Fernandez. I think. He just doesn't sort of, you know, he's... he's, he's uh, perhaps it is because he's there's no obvious position that he's that's his kind of forte. So he doesn't really know what his role should be in, in kind of influence, influencing a football match. But uh, I think but, it might be hard for a young player in, in a team that constantly switches formation. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I... 
find it bewildering. You know, every week I don't really know what formation we're playing. Certainly, you'd you'd have no real idea going into the game what we're going to play. Yeah, it must I, be we hard might to be play. Being a little harsh on him. I, I remember seeing him. I can't remember. It was one of the away games from last season. Might have been Swansea or Man U. I can't. I can't recall. But he was comfortable on the ball and he was playing it forward, almost without thinking. Maybe it's when he thinks of it, <laughs> he mm. runs into trouble. Um, but in contrast to Noble, where it's always sideways, always the drag back, and mm, then it doesn't mm. work and he falls over. I, it was noticeable on that day that Obiang, his brain seemed to be working quicker. Saying yeah. he doesn't have a footballing brain, but the ball was was pinging around quicker and in a forward direction. Maybe he's lost a bit of confidence for some reason over the summer, and he does seem to have gone backwards because he, he had a pretty good start. Mm, mm. Do you mean Fernandez or Obiang? Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Obiang, I sort of feel, sh- sh- you know, should be our He's our, best our new kind of holding yeah. midfielder. And and the fact that his position in the team seems sort of fragile, and that that that, that having been with us for quite a long time now, Bilic is still undecided about him seems very weird. It seems. I think this second half at Tottenham threw Bilic a big curveball, didn't it? I mean. Fernandez and Noble and Lanzini as that midfield three mm. took the game off of Tottenham and yes. won it back for West Ham. Yeah, and gave gave us a real platform to, to to achieve that in that game. And I'm I'm wondering if Billich's thought was, well, let's keep that unit together. You know, we've got another important game. Yeah, and not so much man for man Obiang versus any one individual of those three. It's probably to do with the sum of the parts being greater than the whole, and he didn't want to mess mm. with it. Um, but I think. We've probably learned a lesson or two there. Really. And would have assumed, it's fine, I'll bring Obiang on. And then the injuries happened at the back. And, yeah, And yeah. suddenly his subs were used. Yes, yeah, no, he, uh, his subs were decided for him, weren't they? Yeah. And uh, that was pretty problematic, I thought. Um, but, the, yeah, I mean, it, it was... Uh, but it's, it seemed like, uh, you know, we're, we are feeling with all the chopping, chopping and changing that he doesn't necessarily kind of know what his favourite eleven is now. When the the... Uh, the eleven that started the Palace game, uh, in terms of kind of squad rotation for playing uh, uh, the Caribou Cup on uh, Wednesday, well, then three of the players that played in that game started and pr- pretty much played ninety minutes, mm. which is sort of you know one of them is Noble, who's not the most athletic of footballers. Suddenly, he's playing like one hundred and eighty minutes in, in a week. But he hadn't it's, played in the previous weeks, had he? And consequently, no. he was probably a bit fresher. Could have been. It, it looked to me like Lanzini suffered in all of that because he's been playing. Yeah, um, he played through the, the, the most of the game at Tottenham, and then in the second half against Crystal Palace, it just looked like there was absolutely nothing left in him. Yeah, yeah. and it's just back yeah. from injury as yeah. well. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 It looked, that, that's how it looked from. From what, from what I was seeing, but yeah. the, what really is what quite worrying about the, the the point about the best eleven is that it was notable that Billich in his press conference said this is the first time I've been other than Andy. This is the first time I've been able to choose from a fully fit squad, and mm. so that that eleven that started the Brighton game was to all intents and purposes yeah. his first choice eleven. Yes, that worried me. Yes, mm. yes. You know, and I'm not a doubter of Billich. I, mm. I, I, you know, I don't I don't see what point there would be in changing him because it won't change anything about what we're doing. We've, we'll have the mm. same players until January at least, and yeah. even then, dependent on where we are in the league, they might keep their powder dry. Yeah. If, if there's, you know, if all they think we'll get is a dead cat bounce and, and go yeah. down anyway, they'll they'll keep the 30, 40 mil in in, in the bank. Yeah. And, and 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 bow to the inevitable, but 
you know, this, what he did with that team on that day seemed to me to be unfathomable, motivation-wise, mm. I mean. Yes. Not, not, not in terms of the ability, <clears throat> the layout. They just were so flat. Yes. So flat. <clears throat> Home game, you know. Home game. <clears throat> not that every game is, isn't a must-win, but that was an absolutely, it was a must-win because it was winnable. Yeah. You know, it's Brighton. It's the yeah. bottom team in the division. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know. Glenn it Murray bottom, up front. It was nearly the bottom team <laughs> in the division. Uh, yeah, Glenn Murray up front. It's, it, it, it was a must-win in, in every conceivable construction of must win and that it's must win because you go we must win that well, and, and, must win, well yeah. were we level on points with them or a yeah, point yeah. behind them in, yeah. in the league and we get mm. mullered yeah you know, we get it, absolutely yeah. turned over tactically so it was um so so very strange the the latter part of that sort of second half against palace um you know we came out with it with a draw which makes things uh you know again the you know two games to save his job thing now becomes confused and moot and the waters stay as muddy as they ever were uh before that was the spurs game um which we won 3-2 always great i was in uh i was literally a police person's width from the spurs fans and subsequently uh, due to a news something that was released on the internet a piece of news i have taken my jacket to the dry cleaners <laughs> uh, because what appeared to be a shower of beer i now doubt and i won't uh, i won't suck at the dry stains on my jacket to see what exactly it is but i think from from i think i it's conceivable that i had urine on me after that game but did I care no because I didn't know it was urine and also we'd beaten Spurs 3-2 you know strange and interesting game woeful first half performance woeful Um, what about that atmosphere in that ground though in terms of them their support I mean it was eerie quiet it was yeah it was it makes it even weirder that we didn't immediately come out and feel right at home (laughs) yes because we were quite our support was quite noisy yes he was yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um uh yes again i mean we just uh very disjointed in attack um we 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 just couldn't make anything happen in attack it was uh um pretty insipid uh first half um you know, you want to celebrate the win, but but I I did sort of feel that that what what didn't happen was that we really came out in the second half and had a go because we didn't. No. The goal made the big difference, and it was as much about Spurs suddenly spiraling into confusion when it went to two one and we hauled a goal back. Also, Ayu's uh, Ayu really stepped up in that second half once he'd got that first goal he was really kind of talismanic I thought he worked really hard he started to as you do occasionally with him get a sense of who and what he is yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the man's a senior pro a yeah. premiership football club and as Noble had spoken in the, earlier in the week to the, to, to the boys which had leaked out you know he said you, you, premiership footballers for Christ's sake play like them you know? yeah, yeah. and I think certainly I heard that yeah, Ayu well, use... was great at Swansea. You know, he's a re- good Premiership striker. I know he's mm, not a traditional mm. striker. We said we bring him in. We seem to take what pre- were previously good players and make them yes, better. Yes, that's pretty. That's how I, I think. But, some of that is about you take them out of a system that they play in with different players and they're coached in a different way. I think he's very similar to Arnautovic. Now Arnautovic, he's obviously a really good player, mm. but you wouldn't obviously know that from the games he's played for us. But having watched him play before. Yeah. Clearly a talented player, but 
but it's really difficult to see where he fits into our team. I think and I feel a, like that about Ayi, but they're both good players. There's a psychology in these things, I think, and I've always maintained that it's very difficult to come to one of the four big London clubs and start with you know a, a, a really with your, with, you know feet on the ground. Right? Yeah, you've got to be some sort of player for that to happen. Yeah, you know? and I, I think I went from Marseille, which is a massive club in French terms, and it's 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 a very similar club to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, was a star there. He went to Swansea, which you know, all due respect to Swansea, is is, is it's it's a small provincial football team. Yeah, in Welsh. In, in a rugby playing nation, mm-hmm. you know, so he's a big fish in a small pond. Probably suited him. Everything revolved around him. Yeah, and and then he comes to us, and he's 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 back at Marseille, but without the payes around him and all mm-hmm. of those guys, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he, he's he's come to the and he's thinking, oh, hang on a minute, you know, these guys aren't as quite as. I remember when Greavesy came to West Ham, his biggest shock was that how how, how much poorer. The West Ham players were to the Tottenham ones he'd left. Yeah, yeah. In, in his yeah. autobiography, he makes that point consistently. Th- yes, and, and I, I imagine Peters was good. He must have enjoyed his talent as they were <laughs> as they crossed <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hands in the lobby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I think I, I personally, I think I was a very, very good footballer. Yeah, he's um, he. Um, you know, when we played that four four two, which a lot of people were sort of crying out for against Swansea, so there was a. <clears throat> Hernandez and uh, Carroll up front. Um, our two wingers were Antonio and Ayu, both of whom are not wingers. No, and it was no. just extraordinary yeah. seeing these two guys uh, assiduously avoid running Keith Gillespie like up the wing and putting a cross in to our six foot nine striker. It's just like just cutting inside the ball coming out to them and then they give it back to the person that's just past them. It's like, wow, you don't run up the touchline with the ball, do you? Yeah. You really don't do that. Neither of them do. It doesn't feel like that's really Ayu's game. He's no. not He's not quick well, he's enough. He's not a winger at all. No, he's not quick no. enough to be a winger. No, he's um, got a knack of putting the ball <clears throat> in the net. He's quite handy and instinctive around the penalty area. Yeah. And that's where he needs to be. You know, fast-moving build-up yeah. play. There was a goal at, at uh, the Olympic Stadium towards the end of last season that I think involved a kind of back heel from him and it's moved a very nice kind of, if not so back to at, front. That was away at Burnley. That was. Oh, was, uh, yeah. No, that was this season, but there was one towards the end of last yeah. season where he did something like that as well that yeah, was it great. Was, it was away but, at Burnley. Oh, it was, was away at Burnley. Season, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. In oh, fairness yeah. to Billy. Oh, oh, I went to that. That's why I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and... Um, in yes. fairness to Bilic and not knowing his best 11, a month ago, IU, everyone was berating IU. And now mm-hmm. he's really forced his way back in. And you can understand that he's got a bit of a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he's got both IU and maybe Chikorito that are in the same space. And yes. Probably we'd want them both in the team. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've got all bigger and better clubs have these problems. And but they, they tend to be winning. Because yeah. it isn't the problem that he doesn't know his best 11 and he doesn't win yes. very much. And so that, I think, is why fans are getting frustrated. I think, yeah, I made the point this week. Um, I'm not sure we've played well this season yet for 90 minutes. No, no, in no. A game. no. And, oh, no, no, no you know, no. We're, ten, we're 10 games, it's November. Yes. And, you know, as a fan, every now and again, you want to latch on to something. I mean, you know, the Spurs game, amazing, joyous yeah. experience. That's, that's why you go to watch football. The second half of that, you know, will live with me for a very long yeah. time. You know, and, and IU actually was, I, I do agree, he was the catalyst for that. Um, but if you look at this season, there's no 
you know, beating Palace three 0 at home like we had last year. Or, no. You know, none, none of those. But they even that isn't so great. Well, yeah, it? you're right. Yeah. Actually, I'm clutching at straws. Yeah. But you know, the 15, 16 season when Pyatt was around and we yeah. were, we were beating teams and we were you could go away and you'd say these six or seven guys yeah. played well. Kai's yeah. got a problem getting that guy into the team. Whereas now you look at it and you think we're yeah. not playing very well, yeah. and he's got four guys who won't be happy because they're not playing either. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not great. I mean, do you remember the Everton away game last season when we were 2 yes. down and we won for 3-2? Yeah. But even at 2-0 down, it looked as though we were playing football. And even though you thought, well, OK, the game looks like it's gone, but they haven't outplayed us. We've been probably better. We were knocking it about beautifully. Yeah. And as soon as we got one, you were almost waiting because we were playing yeah. the standard of football where you had a reasonable expectation. Yeah. You're right, this season, it's a lucky deflection. Well, I, you, we need a break. To get yes, I think that's the, the difference between those then and now is pay. Yeah, yes. yeah. For a player of that ability in your side, it not only it brings his own gifts, it lifts those around him. And I, I think that's the, the, the key difference is that we probably weren't as good an 11 as we purported to be. No. We, he made us that. Yes, yes. Know, and... We'll probably have a bit of a kind of state of the nation chat in our sort of uh, our second of the two podcasts we're going to record this evening. So uh, why don't we um, uh, take a break with this one and we'll resume with our next podcaster. Um, well, we'll go home and shower, obviously, and come back and start another one. But uh, in the meantime, uh, you've been listening to Dom Hammer. Good evening. Trevor Drain. Good evening. James Cairns. Good night. My name's Phil Whelans. Come on, you irons. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.